You're listening to Three Dimensional Theology. I'm your host, Kate Matthews. Thank you so much for tuning in. God is called by the name Shaddai exactly 48 times in the Old Testament. Just 48 times is God called by this name Shaddai. But this Hebrew word Shaddai has some intrigue to it. It has some mystery involved. No one can actually agree where the word even comes from. So in ancient times, even in ancient times, when it, when it was translated into Greek, when it was brought into Latin, it was translated in, in all sorts of different ways. Sometimes the word would be rendered as all-powerful or all-powerful Lord. Sometimes it was God of, he- God of heavens or maker of all things. Sometimes they would translate it as the sufficient one or the highest or the strongest. Or sometimes they would even just render it as sublime God. But usually, when we bring Shaddai into English, we just translate it as Almighty. And so we get El Shaddai, God Almighty. But again, this is not really that common of a name in your Bible. God is called Shaddai only 48 times in the Old Testament. Only 48 times. And you know, 31 of them are in the book of Job, not exactly on the beaten path. That means 17, only 17 times in your Bible is God called by the name Shaddai outside of the book of Job. And yet, as Christians in our creed, we say we believe in God the Father, Almighty. In fact, indeed, one of, the, one of the most important icons, one of the most important pictorial ways of representing Jesus in Eastern Orthodox Christianity is called Christ Pentocrator, that is Christ Almighty. So today on Three-Dimensional Theology, we're going to talk about Shaddai, we're going to talk about what it means, what it means when we say that God is Almighty. Stay with us. So today we're getting back into our discussion of the Apostles' Creed, and um, but first, I know a town in the Dominican Republic, and it's not unique. There's thousands of other towns just like this one, but this town has a poverty rate of 74.5%. That's about three in every four people would be considered poor by Dominican Republic standards, not by like Manhattan standards or Missouri standards or something. 74.5%. The average family in this town lives or tries to live on $101 a month. That's the average family, y'all. $101 a month. Where I live, a lot of people's income is like a hundred times that. 
Meanwhile, in other parts of the world, one in nine people right now, tonight, will go to bed hungry. One in nine people in the world will go to bed hungry tonight. That's according to the UN World Food Program. One in three people suffer some kind of malnutrition. And yet, we live in a world that actually produces plenty of food for everybody to have enough. There's enough food in the world for everybody to have what they need. And yet, 33% of people suffer some kind of malnutrition. Y'all, we live in a world where sometimes people die of starvation. Sometimes babies die. Sometimes children work in sweatshops. Human beings are bought and sold as slaves for manual labor and for prostitution. And you know what? I could go on. (laughs) I could go on. I could keep listing things like this for quite a while. But I also know that you could add your own things to this list. I know you've got them. I know that there's things that happen in this world that bother you. I know that there's probably things that have happened to you that bother you. Think about it. That right there, that thing that you thought of, y'all, we need a God who is all mighty. We need a God who's big enough, who's powerful enough, who's strong enough, who's trustworthy enough to handle all of this. And the great thing, we actually have one. Y'all, God is big. The technical geeky theology term that we use is omnipotent. God is big. God is omnipotent. Omnipotent comes from Latin. It means all-powerful. It's actually the way that the word Shaddai was translated into Latin often. All-powerful. Omnipotent. Omnipotens. God is big. But God is also good. God is also good. Deeply good. Better than the best thing that you can imagine. God is way stronger and more powerful than Superman. And God is way more morally good than Mother Teresa or somebody really good that you can think of. Now, these two things, God's power, God's bigness, and God's goodness are sometimes thought of as incompatible, sometimes thought of as, as, as being a problem in the ways that we think about God, because if God is big, then why do all these bad things happen? Unless God isn't good. You know, if God is so good, then why do all these bad things happen? Unless God is just not powerful enough to stop them. You know, that's the way people sometimes think. But the truth is um, that there's human freedom in the world and that there's other things. And of course, all this stuff is above and beyond our pay grade and we don't have the answers for it. But one thing that we do know, whatever other explanations we might spin is that we have a God who's big and who's good. And one way that this all comes together is the knowledge that we have that God is going to put things right. That 
promise right there. Believing in that promise. Believing that we have a God who is who's true and who is true to his word. That, in a way, is kind of one way to think about what we mean when we say that we believe in God, the Almighty. God is big. God is good. God will put things right. Justice will be served to the poor. Justice will be served to the hungry. Justice will be served to the greedy. God is big. God is good. And Lord have mercy on all of us. God will put things right. May you put your faith, put your deep trust in that promise. And may you live your life in its light. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got questions or suggestions or ideas, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Cabe Matthews, or you can shoot me an email, cabe at 3dtheology.com. You can also check out the show notes, 3dtheology.com slash five. And if you're enjoying this, you can subscribe, 3dtheology.com slash Apple or slash Google, depending on what kind of phone you have would actually work. That's new. But the best way you can help the show actually is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, I've been saying that now for four episodes, but as of just the last week or two, we're actually finally on Apple Podcasts. So hop on there, Apple Podcasts, leave a review. I just, well, for one thing, I'd love the feedback, frankly. But leaving reviews and subscribing through Apple Podcasts actually is the best way to help other people find the show and kind of just promote it. And uh, so that I just really appreciate that. Thanks so much. But that's all I have for today. I can't wait to hang out with you next time on three-dimensional theology. And until then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the community of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.